0: Today on Locked On SoCal Hockey, this is take 55 of the intro. Sarah Avon with me, and I'm sorry, but we're not going to talk about the Cal Palace today.
1: You're ruining all of my hopes and dreams.
0: <laughs> we're going to talk conference finals and have our predictions on what's today's show called, Sarah?
1: Locked On Stanley Cup Hockey!
0: Hey, look at that. Huh? I like that. Locked On Stanley Cup Hockey. Because our teams aren't in it, so what else are we going to talk about, right? The Cal Palace. No, no, I said that in the intro already. We're not talking about the Cal Palace today. No, we're going to go off on that tangent if we do that. All right. Uh, Believe it or not, folks, we are here on a Saturday before the start of the Stanley Cup final. Good morning and afternoon. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And look who I have with me. It's the host of Locked on LA Kings. Please welcome Sarah Avampado, who was too sexy for any other podcast except this one. How's it going?
1: It's going excellent. I'm super pumped for the all non traditional market Stanley Cup final. Very excited.
0: Sunbelt. Uh, for those that don't know the joke, why, why I made that joke, you might want to explain that really quickly.
1: My Twitter handle is at Right Said Sarah, and it's W-R-I-T-E Said Sarah. And uh, it's a little bit of a nod to uh, Right Said Fred. If you are old enough to remember that reference, congratulations. We should be friends.
0: <laughs> That's a great reference. I always love that reference. So I think <laughs> this is the first time where two Sunbelt teams have made the Stanley Cup final If I'm not mistaken, because the last time Dallas was in it, they played Buffalo, if I remember correctly. And the last time Tampa Mm -hmm. was in it. Oh, gosh. The last time they were in it. Who did they even play? Because I remember. Oh, the last time they were
1: in it, they played Chicago in 2015. And then
0: before that, they played Calgary. That's who it was. Calgary Flames. Yeah. How quickly we forget. So just
1: Calgary would like to forget that, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure they would. Now that it's coming back to me, that's right. They lost that Game 6 in overtime at the Saddle Dome. That's right. Then Tampa won in Game 7. Okay, it's all come back. So just doing some quick research here. Yeah, this might be the first time. Just kind of uh, easing back. Boston, Pittsburgh. Yep, this is indeed the first time in NHL history that we've had two Sun Belt teams in the Cup Final. Dallas and Tampa. Did you have this going in?
1: Absolutely not. Neither. Not even... I mean, we we all know what our predictions were before, but even if you had asked me on day one of the regular season, which was like almost a year ago at this point... <sighs> I know that hurts. I would not have guessed this ever. Like, Tampa, I w- like would have said... If you ask me to name my top three teams who are going to come out of the Eastern Conference, Tampa would definitely have been on that list. Even knowing the kind of rough start that they had to the season, I still would have picked them to 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 get this far. Despite the fact that most of my predictions that we have done, I said that Tampa was going to choke. But still, they're one of the best teams in the league. If you had to pick one to get to the Stanley Cup final, it wouldn't have been a surprise. But Dallas... <laughs> <laughs> All due respect to the Dallas Stars, uh, I, I did not have them in any realm of of making it here. So, way, here. To, way to surprise everyone.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Thanks a lot, Dallas. You <laughs> ruined our predictions. Maybe you're a little better than we thought, or Vegas was worse than we thought. I guess we can quickly go over the two conference finals that took place. Uh, Vegas and Dallas, that was a five-game series. Honestly, Vegas looked bad. Dallas looked better against them, didn't they?
1: They did. And I feel like the thing that was most interesting to me watching that series, aside from being gleeful that Vegas lost, uh, the most interesting thing was that it it was it showed that Dallas actually can adapt their game to whoever they're playing, because when they played the Avalanche, when they played uh, the Calgary Flames you know, those were really high-scoring games. It was a lot of offense. It was opening things up to take a lot of chances. And then when they played Vegas, they just shut it down.
0: They did. And um, I love their blue-line defense, by the way. Yeah. They were giving Vegas yeah. all kinds of fits as far as entering the zone. Not that Vegas had trouble or were incompetent on that. Dallas was just that good on preventing zone entries, on preventing quality zone entries, uh, something that I did notice, and I'm sure most fans have noticed, they're starting to track zone time now. Huh. Oh, you haven't noticed that. I love math.
1: I did not notice okay, that.
0: Okay, so on NBCSN. i learned something new. Ah, so both on NBCSN and on a, on a couple other, I guess, auxiliary websites, they are tracking the zone possession and how long each team has it. And for most of the series, Vegas was not getting in their zone. At certain points of the game, it was like 19 minutes for Dallas and 14-15 minutes for the Vegas Golden Knights. Which, by the way, same kind of thing happened on the Eastern Conference Final, which we'll get to momentarily. But Vegas had a lot of issues with their shots anywhere 20 feet within. Most of their shots were from the blue line, from the point, just wherever they were outside. So that was a big issue. Uh, What I liked also from Dallas was their Adaptation as far as getting blocked shots, something that you did not see a lot of on that first round series against Calgary, something that you started seeing against Colorado because Colorado shoots the hell out of the puck. But with Vegas, they were just diving all over the place, getting loose pucks. They completely changed their game for the better on this series. And I think Dallas really did their homework. And you have to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff, which I know you want to talk about, Sarah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it it's been interesting to watch Dallas, especially you know, Rick Bonus isn't an unknown. He has been coaching for a very long time, but this is the biggest spotlight he's ever had on him. And reading quotes from the players about him just makes him sound like a guy that I would want to play for. Um, he, he's someone who really seems to get that his players are human and really kind of appeals to, you know, to, to that side of them and isn't just a, you know, put the puck on the net guy. Like, he really wants to know his players as people and ha- wants to have, like, a warm relationship with them. And and it, it seems so opposite of, you know, what we expect or what we see usually from... NHL coaches who are just yelling at people all day. But of course, the Stars have on their bench, uh, John Stevens, who is in charge of the penalty kill and in charge of the defense for... Uh, for the stars, which is a role that's pretty familiar to him, uh, based on all of his time with the Kings, and I've always liked him. I think that he, as was shown when the Kings let him go, he's a guy that no one has anything bad to say about. I, I think that he did a great job with the Kings' defense, and uh-huh. you know, unfortunately, just wasn't wasn't the right coach at the right time for them as a head coach, or you know, some people. Make the argument that maybe he's just not a good head coach. I don't know that I, know I that. can evaluate that, but yeah, but it, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work as the head coach with the Kings. But uh, he is really thriving in this role uh, with you know looking at the defense for the Stars, and I think is really instrumental in the way the Stars have been able to adapt their blue line to whatever situation. They, they come across and I'm sure that's also very finely honed after years and years of being on a bench with Daryl Sutter of being a coach, <laughs> you know, being working with a coach who is for all the negative things about him is one of the best in the business at coaching the game and at, you know, the game within the game stuff of, you know, who being able to adapt to what the other team is doing and change things on the fly and be able to think a couple steps ahead of your opponent and, I think that really helped Dallas out because they had to be a couple steps ahead of Vegas the whole time to to shut them down. So I'm super excited for John Stevens. Uh, I think that he's just a, a really nice guy, and I would not be sad to see him lift the cup again, even if it means that I have to watch Corey Perry lift the cup.
0: Oh, it's funny you mention that, because there are a couple of (laughs) former Anaheim Ducks on the Dallas Stars right now, and one of those is the aforementioned Corey Perry, if you hear Friday's show of Locked On, Anaheim Ducks. I talk about Corey Perry a little bit on Friday's show. I still can't believe that he could possibly get a second cup after being memed January 1st of this year, after all of that (laughs) stuff that happened, after the long walk of shame, after countless moments of... You know, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, or to give my buddy Christian <laughs> Allen a shout out, uh, the theme or one of the themes from Rick and Morty, one of one of the Rick and Morty songs used on that one, which fits mm, perfectly, Chef's Kiss there. <laughs> but another former duck that I kind of would like to see hoist the cup is Cogs Andrew Cogliano. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, he had a long plane streak for almost ten years, eight hundred and thirty consecutive games. Uh, but he
1: did. And do you remember who ruined that?
0: <laughs> F <laughs> me sideways because of a suspension. I
1: mean, I mean, technically, he ruined it himself by hitting Adrian. Kempe oh, come games. on.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I love Adrian Kempe as a person. He's a great person. I feel bad that I've. Had some not so nice things to say about Adrian Kempe on not only this podcast but on other podcasts because reasons. <laughs> He's just not a good face-off person. He should be a winger. Nope. They're not utilizing him properly. Anyway, that one, that one. Even I was like, really, you're going to have him lose the streak because of that? And that was kind a of a build
1: inconsistent player safety. <laughs> oh God,
0: I know. I mean, there were even some Kings fans who were, who were like. Oh man, like, oh
1: yeah. A lot of
0: Kings fans were laughing at this, but there were some Kings fans saying, "No, that's not the way to end the streak. That's not cool." Yeah, yeah I remember that.
1: He he's he might get his revenge if he lifts lifts the Stanley Cup.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't think about it that way. He might. We talked about right. him briefly.
1: Who needs a streak? We have another
0: win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we talked about him briefly, but I want to give a quick shout out to Rick Bonus, who came in on a really tough situation. Because if you remember all the way back in December 2019, remember how that all happened? Jim Montgomery got fired because of some really unprofessional conduct that was taking place in Dallas. And this was during that whole time where coaches were getting fired left and right for very valid reasons, by the way.
1: Yeah, that was a very... Shocking thing, and you know, of course, everyone's minds immediately went to like, well, what did Montgomery do? And it came out later that he admitted that he was an alcoholic and that he had you know personal issues that crept into his work life, and that mm-hmm. the team, you know, very rightfully so, let him go. But what what a situation for Rick Bonus to yeah. come into that is you know he he's he he was not anticipating that he was yeah. happy down there with with you know what he was doing and. Surprise you're an NHL head coach now.
0: And I feel like I have to bring this up because this just goes to show you the kind of perseverance that Rick Bonus has gone through all season long. To go into that situation and have to answer as many questions as he did regarding Jim Montgomery, he had to endure a lot of questions for about a week. I remember this because he just getting kept getting peppered and peppered. I'm like, "Man, I kind of feel bad for this guy. Like he doesn't deserve this. Like this is it got ridiculous is what happened." So
1: he's just there to coach. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So to come full circle amidst all of that turmoil taking place, and all of a sudden his team is four wins away from the Stanley Cup. You love to see it. And he's been a life almost a lifelong minor league coach. I mean he coached Winnipeg and Boston back in the you know early nineties. This is way back then. But then he coached Ottawa for all those years, he coached the Islanders for all those years, and now he has his first chance as a head coach to try to lift lord stanley's cup after missing playoffs for this is the first time he's seen the playoffs as a head coach in almost 30 years the last time he oh, saw, wow. the last time he saw the playoffs was the 1992 boston bruins 92 wow. that's how far back it is ever since 98 he's mostly been coaching minor leagues he's coached um AHL he's coached you know even lower than that and he's been an assistant coach for a number of years. So, again, great to see him come all the way back and try to win the Stanley Cup for the Dallas Stars after all of that. We talked a while about that conference final. Let's talk about the other one briefly because I'm going to admit it because I know you're going to say it, so before you say it, I'm going to come out and say it. Yeah, I was wrong on this one. Just a little bit.
1: Right? You don't want to talk about this one.
0: (laughs) No, no, because I was really, I really thought New York had a chance to win this. I had Gil Martin come on the show on Thursday. By the way, thanks, Gil. Um, my voice is a lot better now. It's still at 85, 90%, but I'm going to play through it like any good hockey player does. You play through it,
1: <clears throat> rub some dirt in it. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to rub dirt on my vocal cords anyway. <laughs> we'll talk about the vocal cords later. Um, so, one thing that I really liked about t- Tampa bass play is they kind of did the same thing that Dallas did, is they shut down New York at the blue line. But New York just did not play well on their power play. And I'm going to go back to the power play game six in overtime where Matt Barzal had difficulty bringing the puck in the zone. He would try a fancy pass or he'd try a cross ice pass, and it would be just intercepted by various Lightning players, including Barclay Goudreau. I can't believe that guy is back in it. Playing well in San Jose and then now playing well in Tampa. Do I love to see it? Wild. I mean, I mean
1: at least he's over there now.
0: <laughs> we could be thankful for that, I guess. But that yeah. was still a thing that happened. Uh, any other thoughts on the Lightning Islander series?
1: I think what you said about the power play is is the big thing that was the turning point for that series. I think that had the Islanders been able to find any success whatsoever on their power play, it could have been a totally different story with, with the outcome of that series. And I, I mean, I did think that the Islanders were going to win that one and push it to seven games. But uh, Tampa Bay said, you know what, we're done. We yep. don't want to play anymore. We want to, to be over. Uh, but yeah, I think that that power play not working for the Islanders and it wasn't very good in the regular season either. So that that's something that they're really going to have to shake up for next season, because I, I do think that that was the difference maker, especially as more and more players on Tampa got hurt and, you know, were, we're missing from their lineup. If the light, if the Islanders had been able to score on those power plays, we could be talking about a totally different thing and you would have been right. And I would have been wrong. Yeah. But instead. The lightning came through for me.
0: <laughs> this is where you get to gloat a little bit.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was right. I I even I, I called in a favor. I phoned a friend uh, w- with Adam Danker from the Locked on Lightning show. And I was like, listen, you got to make them win for me because <laughs> I need to be right. I need to be correct on this one. <laughs> and, you know, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are, Stanley Cup finalists.
0: Thanks a lot, Adam. Tampa Bay Lightning. Thanks a lot. (laughs) All right, we're going to head into the intermission. Um, You know what? This is a bonus episode. Well, kind of a bonus episode. But you know what? We still have some ads to plug. So you know who we're going to plug? We're going to plug Built Bar. Who
1: are we going to plug?
0: Built Bar and Built Boost. You know why? Because my vocal cords have not been 100%. It has been very smoky here. And having the Bilt Boost right by my side helps a lot. I'm currently having the strawberry vanilla flavor, but there's all kinds of new flavors of Bilt Boost, including Root Beer Float, which I am dying to try at some point. So Bilt Bar, if you're listening, um, maybe send some free samples of the root beer my way. That'd be nice. Yeah, but anyway, um, I have to go through this Bilt Boost from before as well. But there are plenty of new flavors to check out. And plenty of new flavors of Built Bar to talk about. What are some of those new flavors, Sarah?
1: Well, they've got what I'm really looking forward to, which is Cookies and Cream, which a little birdie told me is pretty darn delicious. So I'm excited about that one. Uh,
0: That little birdie um, is not a birdie. It's a duck, another type of foul creature. But a little ducky may have told you that Cookies and Cream was excellent. And that little ducky might also tell you that Cherry barcia might be good. And the little ducky might also tell you that Double Chocolate is back, as well as other flavors like Salted Caramel. Only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar? Wow, that's a healthy protein bar, isn't it?
1: It's healthy and it's delicious.
0: And it is so fluffy. It is so marshmallowy. So what should they do if they wanted to try Built Bar themselves?
1: Well, if you're listening and you are on board with all this, you should go to builtbar.com. Check it all out. Check out all of the flavors, the new ones and the old ones, and the built boosts and all that stuff. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On. And what will that get them on their order?
0: Ten dollars off their next order of built bar and built boost. That's a good deal. <clears throat> it definitely is. Built bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. That tastes like a candy bar. And it's even fluffier than ever. Yes, it is. Because I just had one today. I'm the little ducky, folks, as if you couldn't gather that before.
1: Surprise!
0: The cookies and cream one is pretty damn good, by the way. So, thanks, Bill. Oh, by the way, it was my birthday, so I had some birthday gift card money to use for that. Oh, yeah, they also give you a little gift card for your birthdays. What's better than that?
1: Yet another reason. Yeah. Yet another reason to go check out BuiltBar.com.
0: Yeah, seriously, guys. They're awesome over there. All right, we're going to head into the intermission. We will have a series preview and our final picks of the season. Ooh, where are we going to go? Stay locked in. Welcome back to the best podcast that your car will ever Listen to the only podcast your car will ever need that is locked on LA Kings and locked on Anaheim Ducks. We're doing locked on SoCal hockey today. And we're going to preview the Stanley Cup Finals. But first, uh, Sarah, what happened to you this past week? So
1: a, a little while ago, I was driving my car like any normal person would do. And it started sounding like every tin can in the universe was rattling around in the back. And it was because the exhaust rusted out and my muffler was just sort of, you know, dangling and bouncing around back there. It was uh, definitely not the most fun that I've ever had.
0: I bet not. And... Where do you think most of our fans listening could get replacement auto parts? And maybe they know a mechanic, but where can they get some replacement parts?
1: They can go to rockauto.com and search for their own specific car and see all the parts that their car or truck could
0: ever possibly need. So on the how did you hear about us box, type in Locked On. Tell them Locked On sent you. So once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Yeah, that's almost like singing, but not quite. Exactly. And I'm going to feel bad for saying what I'm about to say. Don't be mad. Uh Uh-oh. I I am a car person. I do know people that know how to fix that kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) Oh, that would have been such a long drive.
0: I know. (laughs) But you could... Actually, there are a couple things on rockauto.com that look really good. And this kind of just reignites my feel to want a classic car at some point you know i was looking at the amc gremlin the other day the marlin it looks really freaking cool there is actually a teal version that has the teal carpeting in it that's a car that i would like i mean i still want the old 1940s packard cars that's still like my ultimate classic car or even one of the first impalas one of the first year impalas those are really awesome but even the gremlin.
1: I I bet there's parts for them on rockauto.com.
0: So I looked. There are. Sweet. <laughs> there are totally parts for them. So yeah, we've we've plugged them enough, and thanks Rock Auto for being a sponsor. So let's do you want to preview the series first or just get into our predictions?
1: Let's just get into it. Let's 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 All let's right. pick these teams.
0: Alright, ladies first.
1: Oh man. Um, Alright, so we've got Dallas and we've got Tampa yep. And I think that I'm going to go with Tampa But I think it's going to be oh, no. a seven game series I think that oh. Dallas is going to make it tough And especially because we've seen how adaptable Dallas is To two situations I think that they're going to make it a, a challenging series But I think that this year is finally Tampa's
0: year and for those reasons, that's why I have Dallas in six. Ooh. For those very reasons. They are extremely adaptable. They decimated that Colorado offense. And they really decimated Vegas. Vegas was the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup once it got down to the four. Maybe they were a little overrated or Dallas was better than we thought. I'm going to say Dallas is better than we thought. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their goaltending is among the best in the league. Uh, Anton Kudobin, the Kudobin wall, has been magnificent. He might be the best goalie left in the playoffs. Probably the best goalie between him and Vasilevsky, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Because I like his lateral movement a little bit better. Vasilevsky did let a couple of softies in that were wraparounds. So I think there's maybe a slight uptick on lateral movement for the Dallas goalie, so I'm going to give Dallas the advantage on that. As far as killing penalties, that one's a draw. I think both teams do a good job killing penalties, especially um, on the blue line. Both teams are adept at that, but Dallas is just a much more adaptable team. So I have them in six. So yeah, when I it like comes it. when it comes to the big one, we are very different on this. So one of us yeah. will definitely be right.
1: Yeah, who's your uh, who's con Smythe pick if Dallas wins?
0: <laughs> so I have two t- options here. Um, the Ducks fan and most people want Corey Perry or Cogs to win it. Um, sorry, but that ain't happening, folks. It's just not. <laughs> I have a couple of picks. It's got to be uh, maybe the goalie. I like him a lot. I like him so much. So I could... Mmm... I I might say Anton Kudobin is going to be an option. But my other option might be Denis Gurionov. Mainly because Mm. he has been big during this playoff. And he's had some very big moments during this year's playoffs. So those are my two picks. But I think I have to go Kudobin. It's a 50-50 here. That's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. What say you? What about your Conn Smythe pick?
1: My first instinct is Victor Hedman. Because he has been just phenomenal for that team the whole series for the whole the whole playoffs and more than once has put that team on his back to get them through whatever game they're playing if I had to pick a number two I'd go with Nikita Kucherov just because I think that he looks at a puck and then scores but I I really would would lean towards Hedman because he's been ridiculous
0: yeah, those are two. Ver- actually, had Hedman as the first choice if Tampa wins it as well. So at, le- at least that one's easy. But if you were to say Dallas, who would you think would be the consummate?
1: Dallas, I definitely go with Kudobin. Kudobin. Like he has just been—it's—it's it's been such a good story. Uh, you know, never started in the playoffs before. He's had such a long career and has kind of bounced around. He's a smaller goalie in the face of you know, all goalies now being like 6'6", six, six or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that because has... Right, he's... He, that kid's huge. Uh, I think that I think that it would be, be Kudobin, because he has just been what has carried that team. You know, he, he's been a wall, and I think that that, that would have to be recognized by uh, the people who
0: vote on that. So I have a couple of friends that do play goal, And they love that Kudobin has been that kind of guy. They love his personality. I'm sure you've seen this already. In the locker room, he has that enormous chain with him. And he says, we're not going home. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen it. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, look that up online if you can. It is a magnificent video. Check that out. Uh, One of my friends has said is... Someone that looks like me could win the Stanley Cup. And by looks like (laughs) him, he means like, you know, short and not in the best looking shape. I shouldn't say that. He's in great shape, but he's five eleven, two hundred. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's not a prototypical goalie these days.
1: Yeah, he looks like a guy I could see like playing beer league. And instead, he's an NHL goalie and could be what was the stat the first Russian goalie either one either way it'll be the first Russian goalie since um, Nikolai Khabibulin mm-hmm. to win a Stanley Cup
0: it's been that long So, yeah and of course Vasilevsky is also Russian but he's yeah so either way but he's a little bit taller and a little bit leaner than Kudobin Kudobin kind of looks like that everyman you know what I mean
1: Yeah.
0: Like, he's the kind of guy that looks like you could just sit down and have a beer with him.
1: Absolutely. And I think he would be into that. (laughs)
0: I'd I'd be into that. If I ran into Kudobin just at a bar, I'd want to hang out and have a couple beers with him. But I'm sure there's other guys on those rosters who just look like they're that chill, and you could hang out with them and have a beer. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's where this can devolve to. What are some other players in the National Hockey League in general? that look like they'd be those type of guys we're going off the board huh. now
1: that's a good question i feel like i mean looking towards the kings i feel like dustin brown is definitely a show up sit down have a drink and talk about you know basketball or something with him he just he just seems kind of like an everyday guy
0: out of the players i agree with that i think he'd be he'd be the player that you could just have a beer with maybe brian miller a little bit Maybe not a beer, but he's oh, the kind yeah. of guy where you could just, like, hang out for a, for a little bit and just shoot the you-know-what with him. He'd be that kind of guy. But also, Adam Henrique, maybe. Yeah. Rico would be that kind of guy that would do that. And Goodbranson, too. Goodbranson would be fun to hang out with. He's He's got a good personality on him. So I, I could see that, too.
1: Yeah, I definitely just thought about... Um... I mean, thinking about goalies, Cal Peterson seems like the kind of kid who is, you know, just has all sorts of weird interests and stuff. I feel like he'd be interesting to talk with and then alex iafalo who has gotten super into surfing and always is doing stuff with like mountain bikes and Mm -hmm. drone videos and now he has his own like clothing line from uh, some of his buddies in buffalo that are that are doing like a clothing line so i feel like he'd be cool to talk to and then the other one that i just thought of is not on either of our teams but is another goalie. And that's Colin Delia with uh, Chicago's organization, (laughs) who is a Southern California native. And he's a Rancho Cucamonga
0: native. In fact.
1: Yeah. He just seems like the coolest, weirdest dude. He's super into like leather craft making and stuff. And he and his, I don't know if it's his fiance or his lady life partner. um, They have a business together of making, like fine leather goods for people. And I feel like he'd just be super cool to talk to because he would have a million things to talk about that aren't hockey. And I think that would be a good time.
0: So I actually have a Delia story if I can. Um, So when he was down here in Ontario, it was the Rockford Ice Hogs and the Ontario Rain, And this was a homecoming for Colin Delia. He had about a hundred people with him scattered all around the arena, including former teachers, if you can believe that. And there was also, I hmm. think, a councilman from Rancho Cucamonga, So he was representing that entire town. And a lot of fans in the arena had no idea why everyone was cheering for him. They're like, what the F is, like, what's going on? They had no idea. <laughs> and my buddy, shout out to Joseph a uh, former rain announcer, really stand-up guy. So he was following Colin Delia as well. And, you know, you could see him just kind of like walking around after the game and just chatting up with people that were from the area. So I was one of the last people to leave that night because I wanted to say bye to Joey and just kind of caught him around the corner and just seeing him, you know, talking with all his buddies. He was paying attention to each and every person that stuck around with him. And there was maybe a group of a couple dozen people and he was just smiling And talking with each person and just kind of... He looked like the giddiest person in the world. And when I passed by, he wasn't even talking about hockey. He wasn't. (laughs) If you can believe that. (laughs) He was just talking about, like, high school memories and stuff. Like, freaking really? This is so cool. (laughs) Like, he just felt comfortable. He felt at home.
1: Yeah. Just another regular guy. I'm sure he probably had been to that rink too. Been to been to games there or something. He
0: growing apparently, up
1: in the area.
0: He apparently <laughs> has. That was one of yep. <laughs> that was one of his first arenas was the first season of the Ontario Reign. All the way huh. back in 2008. Man, I know I feel old now. And I think he even pointed out that one yeah, of the first the day. one of the first games he saw was Rain versus the Alaska Aces. Oh wow! So there's a throwback if you recall yeah. the Alaska Aces team from way back then. But yeah, a lot of these a lot of these hockey players they're just normal guys. Yeah. That's something that we tend to forget about. You know, as far as the four major sports, basketball players, they tend to be mostly inaccessible. Uh, Football players, there's just so many of them, they're behind their mask. Baseball players tend to be fairly approachable. Fairly approachable. But out of the sports, hockey players are the most approachable guys anywhere, in any sport. Like, you could walk up to them and they'll say hi. Um, Actually, my buddy Paul and I, we ran into Kyle Oposo in LA, on Figueroa. Yeah, we were just walking down. We were walking away from Stan Mikita's, uh little pop up shop. If you were there for this, you remember that?
1: Yeah, for the All Star Game, yeah. right?
0: Did you try a donut there?
1: Yeah, I did not. I I, uh, I mistimed my entire All Star Game adventure and oh, like man. hardly had time for anything.
0: Did you at least have any coffee there? I don't drink coffee. Oh, I actually still have the coffee. Like I, I washed it. I still have a Stan Makita All Star Cafe cup. Nice. Still have it. Um, but yeah, just after hanging out there for a couple hours, and my buddy Paul and I, we were just kind of walking down Figueroa, walking towards LA Live, and there was hardly anyone around. And then we see this bigger guy walking toward us, and I'm like, he looks familiar. <laughs> and then he comes close, so I'm like, that's Kyle Laposo. So walking down the street, had my jersey on, you know, I said, hey, Kyle. He said, hi back, and I'm like, oh okay, that was kind of cool. Like, <laughs> could have asked for an autograph, could have, but that's not allowed.
1: Right, just hey.
0: Could have could have gotten a picture, like, nope. Just said hey, he said hey back. Hey, I'll take it. It was kind of cool just seeing an all-star oh. just walked on the street and no one knew it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like another another late entry into the, like, hockey player i'd hang out with category for me it, a lot of it is i don't know what i would have to talk about with a 20 something year old guy like th- th- i feel like the the topics of conversation are limited so i have to think about who are the more like intriguing characters in the league and mm-hmm. zidane Chara, a because he's older than me one of the few guys <laughs> left who is older than i am Yay. and he just seems like a guy who is like a sponge he just wants to learn things he what he got his like real estate license or whatever he speaks a million languages I feel like he would have a lot of interesting stuff to say about anything also I would feel incredibly short but you
0: know I mean there's life there's plenty of former players that I mean I could go on with this for a long time but again I've been working (laughs) in hockey for 10 years so once you've worked in it for a long time you get to know some of the players and I still find myself talking to former players nowadays uh, because a couple of them are youth coaches. And I help out with the Ontario Moose um, during the summer and during this quarantining, lack of hockey and SoCal time. But there's a couple former players that are still around that I talk to. And one of them has his real estate license. And we just talk for a long time. And I've mentioned this to you in private. But there's players that will still be approachable and still talk to you. After all these years. And they just don't want to talk hockey. They want to talk everything else but hockey. Yeah. And it's really, really great to see. So fans, if you happen to see a player that you know. Just out in the wild. Don't be afraid to say hi to them. Not at all. Like you know. Just be be, be, be chill. Yeah. What I'm going to say is be respectful. You know. Just say hi. First name. You know. If they respond back. Great. If not. Don't worry about it. They're doing their own thing. But like I've said many times, hockey players are awesome. Some a little bit weird. We both <laughs> know this for sure. Oh, yeah. There's some characters. But there's there are some really good guys out there. And, you know, they they will at least want to say hi. You know, just a quick hello. That's all that matters. Well, we've been talking for a while. We kind of went off on a tangent there, as we always do. Yeah. On Every single one of our podcasts, we go off on a tangent, and this is no exception. Uh, so we have different picks. Let's we just do. see who's right. And I'm not going to put any bets on this one because I don't want to put any bets on this, unless you really want to. We'll just
1: we'll just bet like a internet high five.
0: Internet high five. <laughs> Or the next time one of us is in the area, then we'll have to buy each other like, I don't know, concession food yeah. or something. Because I'm
1: um, poutine at uh, Pachanga Arena.
0: Oh, that are we we could bet that we could bet that. <laughs> I'm down with that because no matter what, we're getting poutine. It just depends on who pays for it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So the next time you're down here in San Diego, and I'll be down in San Diego, then whoever loses has to buy the poutine. I like it. All it's a right. Deal. That's a deal. All right. Don't let me down Dallas. Uh, where can everyone find your podcast? <laughs> where can they find you on the socials and where can they learn about your fabulous newsletter?
1: All right. So locked on Kings is on Twitter at locked on LA Kings. And it of course is available where all podcasts are found. So just fire up your podcast app and go give it a search. Um, I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah because it's the best pun ever. Uh, and shout out to my friend Claire, who is the one who came up with that handle in the first place when I was trying to figure out what to rebrand as. And she was like, is this too obscure? And I'm like, no, it's perfect. Uh, so <laughs> thanks to my friend Claire for that. And then um, my Los Angeles Kings newsletter is available at lock Nope, that's not it, is available at line to the throne dot substack dot com. It's also my pinned tweet. If you look me up on Twitter uh, and it is delivering you uh, somewhat irregularly timed at this point in time uh, news about the Kings, about former Kings still in the playoffs. And, you know, whatever else tickles my fancy at this point while we wait for the Kings to come back.
0: And I'm going to make an announcement on both of our behalves here since you're here. And the announcement Uh is that we are going to have a live show in a couple of weeks. Now you know. Uh, We have a live draft show that is going to be coming up in a couple of weeks, yes?
1: Yep. We are working on ironing out all the details, and I'm super excited about getting together some of our Locked on colleagues to do our very own uh, mock draft and to to prepare for the draft. So I'm excited. And as soon as we have, you know, real details about it, I will be uh, sending all that out into the Internet. But keep your ears on all of these podcasts for more information on when that's going
0: to happen. Yeah, we'll definitely let you know when that is. Ooh, I dropped a little tidbit on y'all. Yeah, there's there it is. Uh, You can hear You can hear this (laughs) podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, then congratulations, you are awesome. Uh, you can follow me at locked, sorry LO underscore Ducks, and you can follow me at StimpyJD, and make sure to rate and comment, and if you liked the podcast, if you love the podcast, subscribe to it. And if you didn't like the podcast, then we are locked on sharks, and we are really sad, that Barclay Goudreau is with the Tampa Bay Lightning and not the Sharks and win it with them. Yeah. <laughs> One per week where we get a little diss on the Sharks. You think they know about this by now?
1: Um, I think they might be living in denial.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> look. look <laughs> Who wouldn't? They have more banners than the Ducks and Kings combined, yet no Stanley Cup. If you've been inside SAP Center, they have banner upon banner upon banner. That's good for you guys. Where's the cup? Or maybe we're being a little bit too mean to our... That sounds like a challenge. It sounds like a challenge. Come on. They're not going to win anytime soon. Let's be real no, they're here. Not. They're not. Then again, neither... Sorry, Sharks. Neither are the Kings or the Ducks. But hey, at least we have championship banners, right? Yeah, we took care of that already. Yeah. So we, we have three for California. That's fine. That's plenty. We're good. All right, Sarah, um, any final words before we head off? Cow Palace. Oh, my God. Two weeks later, still on the Cow Palace. Oh, yeah. Sarah, thank you once again for joining. I really appreciate it.
1: Super glad to be here. And uh, go Lightning.
0: Oh, God. All right. Go Dallas. For Locked on LA Kings and Locked on Anaheim Ducks, This has been Jason J.D. Hernandez for this weekend special and this cup preview of Locked on SoCal Hockey. And I'm saying have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy the Stanley Cup final and ducks fly together. Have a good weekend, everyone. Stay safe.